Thank you for joining us today. Whether you are part of the Lighthouse family, be it on-site with us weekly or tuning in online, we'd love to connect with you via our social media at Lighthouse Ely. It's on all our social media platforms. I hope this word encourages you and inspires you. Enjoy the message. Good morning. I remember when people always used to bring up their notes. Do you remember you used to be able to get those stacks of computer paper? with green lines on it, and people, I remember somebody bringing up once a great stack of that stuff and slapping it on there and starting. Anyway, I've only got two sheets today. You're very welcome. I want to welcome all of you who are online and here, and uh, if you're, especially if you're new, recent, or if you're old, you're ever so welcome. <laughs> so, yeah, you remember we're talking today and these last few weeks about uh, the chalkboard, What's on your chalkboard? The chalkboard being the things that are most important to you. What's important to you? What's important to the church? What's important to your organization, your family, or whatever? What's important to you? And when I heard I was going to get a crack at this, I knew what I was going to do. But let's start with prayer. Father, I want to thank you because you are the priority in our lives. You are the best, wonderful thing in our lives. We used to think the greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. And I want to pray this morning for each one that you would take your place as our priority, our top priority. I want to thank you, as Charlotte said, that nobody's forgotten. Nobody is left behind. Everybody watching, listening, everybody here is really important to you that we're on your priority list. Let's just pray a minute. Pray for the people on your row this morning that they will know how precious they are to God. That they will have a fresh outpouring this morning and know that God is for them and not against them. God is on our side. And if God is for us, who can be against us? Absolutely. So my title is What Was on Jesus' Chalkboard? When he came to earth, what were his priorities? What was his? You know, for him, it was a bucket list, wasn't it? What have I got to do before I die? And actually, while I die and afterwards. So I had a great time looking at scripture and thinking it through. Um, Jesus said towards the end of his life in his prayer in the garden, in John 17, verse 4, he said, I have finished the work which you gave me to do. So he came to earth with a mission, and he could say, I finished the work you've gave, you gave me to do. I've glorified you on the earth. Wouldn't that be a great thing to say on your deathbed? To be able to say to God, well, <sighs> I've finished what you sent me here for. And how about we listen carefully every day and say, what am I here for today? What am I in this world for today? And let's fulfill it. Because as we sang in that last song, if, if the... If the rocks are going to shout out, let's us shout out as well. All right. Um, so, can anybody think what were the very first recorded words of Jesus in the Gospels? Surprised me. It was when he was a boy in the temple. Yeah, do you remember he was waiting in the temple talking to the teachers? His parents had gone on home and they came back and said, Where, are, where have you been? We've been looking for you. And he said, What were you looking for me for? You didn't you know I must be about my father's business? So I thought, if Jesus had had a chalkboard, that might have been his heading. My father's business. 
you know, the Father sent the Son into the world. And Jesus knew he'd come with a mission, and he knew what it was. It wasn't always a happy one, was it, for him? So he said, I've got to do my Father's business. When um, he went to be baptized, and John said, no, 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 I can't baptize you. You, you know, you baptize me. And he said, no, we've got to do everything right. We've got to fulfill all righteousness. Yeah. And even as he was in the garden of Gethsemane and they came to arrest him and his disciples were going to fight them off with a sword. He said, no, this has got to happen. We've got to fulfill scripture. We've got to do what I came to do. And that was Jesus's mission all through his life. So what would his bullet points have been on his chalkboard? Well, we'll look at some of the prophecies. We'll look at some of the things he said of himself and what scripture says of him. Do you remember in Isaiah 61, there's that passage where Jesus quotes it in the synagogue very early again in his ministry. And it says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because he's anointed me to, bullet points, yeah, preach the gospel to the poor. That was one of his main priorities. Let's preach the gospel to the poor. Let's heal the brokenhearted. And I want to say Jesus didn't come just to do that for three years in his ministry on earth. He came, comes to do it today. Yeah. He's come to preach good news to the poor. Wherever you're feeling poor, wherever you're feeling brokenhearted, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's come to you today to do it. Yeah. And he won't fail. He can't fail. Yeah. And the same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus to do what he did on the earth and what he does now is in us. Yeah. So the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, yeah, lifted him out of all the sin and sickness and the degradation of the world is in us so that we can go and do these same things. You would hope, wouldn't you, that our chalkboard would have the same things on it as Jesus's, except maybe dying on a cross for the sins of the world. That might be something only Jesus could do because only he was perfect, yeah? Okay, but yeah, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach liberty to captives, and to the oppressed, to give sight to the blind. You know, these are all things Jesus did, didn't he? You read the Gospels, and he did it. He fulfilled it. He'd finished the work that God gave him to do. And if you need any of these things that we're talking about today, he is here to do it today. We're going to have a prayer line at the end, and be bold, be courageous, and let's come up and get some prayer. You're not alone. You don't have to think, oh, we're supposed to be doing this and this and the other. We've got the Holy Spirit and we've got grace. Yeah, we've got the grace to obey, the grace to receive, the grace to give, the grace to do. So Jesus is saying, I'm not doing anything that the Father doesn't want me to do. I'm only going to say what I hear him speak. I'm only going to do what he tells me to do. And I'm only going to, whatever I hear, yeah, and whatever he shows me, that's what I'm going to do. And that's how he wants us to be. And that's why he wants us in a vibrant relationship with him. Where every day we're saying, okay, God, what's on the agenda for today? And that's the sort of imminent God that he is. He's close. He's close to the brokenhearted. He's close to all those who call on his name. The Lord is near. Yeah, this is great, isn't it? Eh? Right, so let's look at some of the other prophecies that were made of him. Do you remember we say at Christmas, unto us a child is born, Unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulder. The government will be upon his shoulder. Have you thought about that? 
of the increase of his government, there will be no end. That's good, isn't it? We'd like our government to be on his shoulder. Yeah, his name will be called Wonderful Counselor. You know, that's a permanent thing. Jesus is an eternal being. He is still our wonderful counselor. He's still our prince of peace. He's still our mighty God. He's still our everlasting father. How could Jesus be our everlasting father, our wonderful counselor, our prince of peace, our mighty God, all in one? Because it was the Trinity. Yeah? Isn't that lovely? Jesus came to portray the Trinity and to release the Holy Spirit and to demonstrate the Father. So Luke 19 verse 10 says that the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. That would be one of his chief things, wouldn't it, on his chalkboard, to seek and save the lost. And didn't he? Didn't he go all around the towns and villages preaching the good news? The kingdom of God is here. You can be saved. I've come to die on the cross and take away all your sins. And isn't he still seeking and saving the lost today? Didn't he seek and save us? Yeah, wasn't there a time when we were feeling we were forgotten and lost? And he came and he sought and he saved us. Maybe you were young, maybe you were old. But he's a personal God. Jesus came to make God personal to us. That we could have our individual relationship with him. He came to seek and save the lost. Those were the prophecies, weren't they? The angels came to the shepherds and said, Unto you is born a saviour, who is Christ the Lord. The angel said to Joseph, Call him Jesus, because he's going to save his people from their sins. Isn't that a wonderful thing? You're saved from your sins. Yeah, don't we all know we've done things wrong? And wasn't it a huge relief to be able to come to the cross and say, Oh, Jesus, I could never make myself right. I would never obey the law enough to be good enough for you. But Jesus came and bridged that gap so that we could be forgiven, so that we could be accepted in heaven. He came to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, the year of God's favor. I'll tell you a little thing I found out this week. You know when the angel came to Mary and said, Hail, highly favored one, highly favored. There's another time when that is used in the New Testament. In fact, only one other time when that is used, that word, that Greek word. And it's where it says, we've been made accepted in the beloved. It's the same word as the angel said to Mary that you were highly favored. So that means those of us who know Jesus, who have received Jesus, that we're highly favored. What a privilege, what an honor. And let us share the blessings that God gives us, not be selfish with them. So he came to seek and save the lost. He said, I haven't come to condemn. I've come to save. There's plenty of condemnation in the world. I haven't come to judge, he said, but I've come to save. So if you're feeling condemned and judged, that isn't God. The Holy Spirit comes to convict. He comes to put his finger on something specific and we can say, okay, Lord, I receive your grace to turn from that. I receive your grace to live differently. Yeah, that's how it works with God. Not, oh, you dirty, rotten sinner, you're never going to be anything. Yeah, that's not how God works. Let's not listen to those voices. Let's listen to the, the Holy Spirit who's always wanting to encourage, build us up, make things better. Yeah. Uh, what else did he come to do? He says, uh, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come so that you can have life in all its fullness. 
Yeah, he's come to give us life in all its fullness. And if you don't feel as though you're in it, let's ask. Say, Holy Spirit, help me to experience that life. And remember the other half of that verse. What does the devil come to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. You know, if he had a chalkboard, you wouldn't want to see it really, would you? Let's, let's steal, let's kill, let's destroy, let's lie, let's accuse, let's get people down, let's turn people away from God, let's sabotage people's faith. Who wants to be on that side? Yeah? No. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Yeah, and Jesus came to preach deliverance for the captives from that sort of chalkboard. We don't have to live under that anymore. Yeah, because Jesus in us is bigger. He also came to fulfill the law. There were requirements of the law. God is a just God and righteous. But he came to fulfill it in every detail. And then he came to take the punishment for every sin we ever did about the law. So that we could be justified in God's sight. This is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. What else? He came not to be served but to serve. Is that why we come to church? To serve? Do we come in and think, now what can I do here to help people? What can I do to contribute to this ministry? Yeah, or do we come to be served? There's a time and a place for everything, isn't there? Yeah, but if you can think, oh, maybe I could bring this gift or I could do this, that'd be great. There's such joy in serving Jesus. Yeah, there's such reward, such harvest. When you look around and think, oh, that person was blessed by something I did last week. Yeah. Another thing it says, he came as a light into the world so that those who follow him would not walk in darkness. Is there darkness in your life today? Is there some area of your life where you feel a bit abandoned? You feel a failure? You feel you need some light that maybe you've kept back from God? He's come as a light into your world. Let's just stop a minute and ask God, is there any, any darkness in my world that you want to shine your light in? Maybe it's in your family. Maybe you know somebody who's in darkness. Somebody who's bereaved maybe in the shadow of death. The Bible says the people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them the light has shined. Has something died in your life? Somebody died in your life. Let's, Father, just pray now for the light to shine in there and bring hope and comfort. This is a real anointing to receive his light in your darkness this morning. Jesus has come as a light into your world. Why don't you um, open up the door? that dark room where you said, never again. Let him in there. He can only do good. He can only make it better. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It says he's come to call sinners to repentance. You know, repentance isn't slapping yourself around the side of the head when you do something wrong. That's not repentance. That's remorse, yeah. And we do feel remorse, don't we, about the mistakes. But repentance is a change of mind. And did you know it's a gift? 
Acts 5, 31, says he gave the gift of repentance. If things need to change in your life, you can ask for that gift to change. God is for you. I've said it over and over. God is not against you for your sin. He's for you against your sin. Yeah, he's not against you for all the mistakes you've made. Yeah, he's for you against all those to bring you to a better place. Yeah, to lift you above, above them and give you the grace to live differently. Yeah, so he's come to call us to repentance, to say, yeah, come on, let's change. Let's not stay the way we are another minute. Yeah, why? Why would you want to go through your life, the rest of your life, with all that baggage? Let's come and ask him for the grace to change. The grace to change. He's come to destroy, it says in 1 John 3, 8, he's come to destroy the works of the evil one. Do you feel as though there's been some messes made of your life? Yeah. Jesus has come to destroy them. The Amplified Bible says to destroy, loosen, dissolve, and undo the works of the evil one. That's what he's come to do. So if there are such things in your life, you know, lift the lid off them and say, okay, God, come and destroy them. I don't want them in my life anymore. Yeah. In a few minutes, we're going to have the prayer team up. And uh, I want to remind you of a picture that Pastor Joseph brought a few weeks ago. You know how I love a picture? Yeah. Anybody who knows me know I love a picture. He brought a picture of a train. Does anybody remember? A train with an engine and a carriage. I know you're all listening so avidly that it's right at the front of your mind now. Yeah, it was, uh, he was talking about our identity. Do you remember he was saying that um, his, his thing about the uh, chalkboard was that we needed to believe in Jesus, and baptism, and have the Holy Spirit, but to know our identity in Christ. And he said the engine, correct me if I get this a bit wrong, Joseph, this how, as I remember it, and as I meditated on, and in fact, the ladies' meeting, we all had a little chat about this, um, that the engine is like God's identity of us, what he sees us as his child. Yeah. When we become a Christian, we're adopted into his family through Jesus taking away our sins and making us able to meet with God. And we have an eternal identity in Christ now. Yeah. We're forgiven. We're accepted, we're loved, we're blessed, we're made righteous through what Christ has done. Yeah, this is our identity in Christ, and this doesn't change. When we die, that little engine will go to heaven with us. We will always be loved, accepted, forgiven, saved, blessed. Yeah. And then we have this carriage, and in this carriage are the things we pick up along the way, the identities we pick up along the way. Do you remember him saying it now? Is it sparking a few memories? And it might be just a, a neutral identity like, you know, I'm, I'm the son of so-and-so, I'm the wife of so-and-so, I'm a student, I'm a doctor, I'm a healthcare assistant, I'm an IT consultant. That was never in my carriage. <laughs> IT consultant. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, so yeah. So these identities we pick up on the way. And remember, a train can stop at a station and drop things off, pick things up. And uh, as I was praying and preparing today, I thought, do you know what? It would be good for this to be like a station, and we can drop a few things off that aren't useful anymore. Yeah. And we can pick a few things up that maybe were on Jesus's chalkboard, or 
you know, things that we're hearing in the worship that we want in our lives. And maybe we need a big spiritual eraser and rub out some of the things on our lists. You know, before I die, I'm going to get even with so-and-so. Give him a piece of my mind. No, thank you. I don't want that piece. No. But, or it might be, I'm never, ever going to trust so-and-so again or trust men again. Or, you know, I'm always going to hate so-and-so. I'm never going to forgive. Maybe some of those things should be erased because they're not doing us any good. If they don't match with the identity in the, car- in the engine that God says about us, that we're forgiven, we're blessed, and we have the Holy Spirit to help us to live a life better than that, yeah? Let's, let's rub out those things that aren't appropriate anymore. And let's pick up some of the things that we need. And you know, there are some identities that maybe have been slapped on us along the way. Maybe somebody has said we're a loser. Maybe somebody has said, we're just a very naughty boy or a very naughty girl. Yeah, and maybe that's stuck with us all through our lives. Or somebody has said, oh, you're never going to hold down a job. Or you're never going to be a success. Or the other way, people have set such a high standard for us that we always feel as though we're not good enough. Yeah, and they they may be in our carriage and we're kind of chugging along, dragging this behind us. Yeah, maybe it's time today to come into that station. And say, Lord, I'm, I've decided I don't want things in my life that aren't your best for me. Yeah, I want to ditch those. And I want to pick up what you have for me. And if you're not saved, if you haven't met Jesus, if you haven't become a child of God and you don't know what I'm talking about, we're going to pray a prayer. And you can, you can receive Jesus if you're really serious about letting go of the, the stuff. And really wanting to live a life to please him. Jesus died for each one. God wants every soul in his family. And if you want the Holy Spirit, if you want a fresh outpouring, we can pray for that too. If you need healing or you need some kind of light in your darkness, we're going to have a prayer line up. And be bold and come. This is your opportunity to pick some some things up and drop them off. Yeah. So let's just pray a few minutes. Maybe the the band could come. Maybe the prayer team could come and stand at the sides. And just be welcome. You're welcome to come for prayer. Everybody is welcome. Pastor Ros was saying, the table is set, but we have to come and take, don't we? We have to come and eat. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you. Because you sent Jesus with such a wonderful agenda for the salvation of the world and that you're still here with us today to continue that work and that you've given us your Holy Spirit so that we can go out from this place and even in this place reach out and minister your love to people and Father particularly today want to pray for those who don't know you who've never received you as their saviour never made it their own never even had your identity as that engine, that driving, that pulling, that strength in their lives, that power in their lives. I'm going to pray a prayer now, and if if you want to join me in your heart, then please do, and then come and tell us about it. Father, in Jesus' name, I want to admit that there are things in my life that are just not pleasing to you, that would keep me out of heaven. And I want to thank you that you died on the cross, Jesus to take the punishment for all my sins, to clean my slate, 
and give me a new beginning and a hope. I want to ask you to come now into my life, Jesus. I want to ask you to fill me with your spirit and help me to live a life that pleases you, with you as my Lord and Saviour. In Jesus' name. I want to pray for those who are wanting to be filled with the Spirit. Father, you know, we can't manage without you. We can't manage without the power of your Spirit. And I pray now in the name of Jesus for each one who's longing for a fresh outpouring this morning. We know you're much more willing to give than we are to receive. I pray for a fresh outpouring. I pray for you to baptize people in the Holy Spirit. I pray for the gifts of the Spirit to flow freely among us. I pray for those who feel far away from you today. I pray for those who've let things into their lives that are just not helping. I want to pray for that sweet conviction of the Spirit that gives us the grace to change. pray for those who are brokenhearted today, that in the name of Jesus there would be a comfort, a healing, deep down. Those who are feeling unloved, I want to pray that the love of Jesus would swamp their hearts now. In the name of Jesus I pray. Amen.